up a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Host Tanzan, Maggie, and me bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and die-hard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 10.16, A Snake, a Tree, and a Rope Walk into a Bar, where we are covering the novel Death Masks. Episode 1016, otherwise known as... The 100th, 100th episode! episode! My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello! And Jess! Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> We're still a little bit recovering from yesterday's celebration. Right? It was fun. Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, I don't know. You might have to market that one. Maybe it's more of an attempted drunk episode. Yeah. We may have to... I, I was, I, like, Sorry, ha- we were functional. Huh. I know. Half a bottle of wine and, and three or four porn stars, but I didn't get quite to the <laughs> super... Which doesn't sound as, as exciting <laughs> as one would think. Right. <laughs> Very sweet drink, that's all. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Well, maybe yours were right now. We took her to the club and set her loose. Woo! That's because the karaoke hostess said that was adorable. So it's all good. Um, she says it to all the non-participants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I was the only one she said it to in that group of people at that time. <laughs> it's all that matters. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 18 Kincaid and Ortega depart from McAnally's and Thomas warns Harry about Ortega before driving away. Shiro discusses with Harry the means of the duel and explains to him the war is not his fault and why. Shiro and Mac leave next, and Susan and Martin pick up Dresden to set off for the gala. celebration as we briefly mentioned our 100th episode is upon us and we are insanely proud of ourselves to celebrate we want to send out some merch to a few lucky random listeners all you've got to do to enter is follow us on twitter at mcanally pubcast or instagram at mcanally's pubcast and like the giveaway post it's super simple because we just want to say thank you so much for giving us reason to do these last hundred episodes and a reason to do 100 more. So if you're interested in a thematic McAnally's limited edition mug, make sure to go track down one or both of these posts. Simultaneously, we will be running a giveaway in our Discord. 
Everyone that's been active in the Discord for the last 100 days is already automatically entered in the drawing. If you'd like to be entered as well, you have the rest of April to participate in the chats on Discord, even if it's just to say hello. You can find a link on our Discord on our website at macanellies.ca. And finally, those of you in our Patreon automatically have an additional entry for something extra special. If you haven't signed up for our Patreon, it's not too late to get in on that chance for something fabulous. Find us on our Patreon at Rambling. That's a total of four giveaways, all of which are open worldwide, so click that button, interact in the Discord, or sign up for Patreon, and just plain listen to the new episodes. With lots of love from Maggie, me, Tanzan, and Jess. You have until April 30th, when we will announce the winners during our May 5th episode. Good luck! Harry went outside so he didn't have to shake and shiver and shake, Cry. rattle, and roll inside the bar for Ortega. <laughs> I'm not scared of you. I just want to go outside, okay? <laughs> I'm leaving because I want to leave. It has yeah. nothing to do with you. Nothing to I do with you. I was already going to leave. I've got plans for this, okay? Right? I have a ride coming in like an hour. <laughs> I just have to make sure. <laughs> Ortega comes out shortly thereafter. And he has a measure of respect for Dresden, but I'm still going to kill your ass. So, fuck you. Yeah. You made your bed lie in it. Yeah. Yeah, and then his fancy schmancy undead driver <laughs> pulls up and picks him up. Doesn't We've have all just, got one. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't drive himself. He doesn't have to be. He just pulls him off the street. He's like, let's go. Gets to make the dramatic exit. But it's not as cool as a horse-drawn carriage. No, probably a little quicker, though. Mm. Pulled by Pegasus? Mm-hmm. Little fairy horse. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they weren't little. Sorry. <laughs> Well, no, not most. So Thomas makes his way out, and now we have time to really talk to him, right? And, like, the most hilarious thing in the world is basically Ortega went to the white court, and it was like, all the vampires should team up. The black vampires are dead, so fuck those guys. But the whites and the reds, we're still in this together. We're still super strong. Let's team up. Let's, like, kill Harry and all his friends, and it'll be super fun. And then the white court was like, yeah, you know... I've got this son that I absolutely hate. Here, you can hang out with him. There's your white court ally. So once again, so I wonder how much like actual white court politics go down that we never, because the first time we meet Thomas in book three at Bianca's was, Bianca was this big, do-do-do, fancy-smancy, I'm getting a promotion, come to my party. And Wraith was like, mm, sorry, I have to wash my hair that night. Here, Thomas, you go. Yeah, he's really because the unofficial fuck tec- you card. Yeah, because technically he's like, I'm still sending a representative, congratulations, but I'm sending the most insulting bottom of the pole. Uh, but here's the thing. Bianca's not equal to the Red Court King, okay? The Red Court, the Duke is not equal to the Red King. Like, the Red King is down in uh, Colombia, Peru, or South America, whatever. That is, because I know my geography very well. Very well. And hey, what's the Mexico? tallest mountain in Costa Rica? <laughs> it's like Chipuro or Ch- Chipuro? <laughs> Chiropo? It's funny, folks, because we read it like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> that was the trivia question of the morning. <laughs> Jessica was the one asking. Uh, <laughs> Point is, is that Bianca... Is some, like, little-ass bitch who just got a promotion, and she was like, I'm going to invite the King of England, Slightly and he is going to come bitch. because I am so cool. And everyone's like, okay, you were made, like, the mayor of Chicago. You're not inviting... So, 
Yes and no, but do we actually know for sure with the white court, is, is this just like the American, right? Like, is there somebody equal or more powerful than him? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, the maybe spoiler for the future books, but like, we know the wraiths are the top of the white court. Okay, there is no one else above. But that's basically family. North America. We've never I'm heard saying. anything else about them anywhere else. It seems like well, the whites have taken up America to be their home base. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, for all we know, there could be, you know... Maybe he, for he, all we know, but he, 18 books into the series, we haven't met any other whites that are not... In, not con- that don't consider the race to be Harry the top. Harry doesn't hang out in Germany or Switzerland a lot, so we don't know. Well, I'm then just, it doesn't matter. He did hang out in Mexico. <laughs> I guess, well... Anyways, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying it's no not one in Edinburgh good. has ever been like, oh, you've really got to watch out for the whites in Germany. Like, <laughs> once again, yeah. butcher, you need better names for. Her. <laughs> We're Oops. back to it again. It's <laughs> waiting for it. <sighs> that was honestly a mistake. It was, <laughs> it was really just accidental. <laughs> so we also find out that Thomas himself is been tagged ever since Ortega set up this whole kill Harry's friends. Yeah, so apparently Thomas did fuck off after book three with his one-way ticket to Bermuda or wherever Bianca, but he, he ha- has been out of town. He did, like, just peace out for a while. And again, that's what I was going to say. So not only in book three, but again, he's getting sent in, and again, oops, oh well if you die. So it's not only is it just, like, a nice sort of polite, backhanded, under-the-table insult to his it's a allies. But yeah, it's also, yeah, Papa Ray being able to say, and if you get into trouble and die somewhere, oh my gosh, oh, so, yeah, right? So happens. both times, it's, it's been in a very close situation where he's very likely to have it. So yeah, exactly. So it's, it's he gets to do it both ways. He gets to kind of say, I think fuck you book- to his allies and fuck you to Thomas. Next and- book is Deadbeat, right? No, next book is Blood Rights and then Deadbeat. Oh, so next book is the yeah is the white yeah court shit yeah okay. Well, so, then, yeah, we're only one book away from getting to hear all of Thomas's shit. So if so, yeah, he says as soon as he got into town, somebody's been following him around a professional hitter. So yeah, so he got dragged back. So wherever he was off, like vacationing with Justine, Papa Wraith is also not only can I not go because I'm busy. But I'm going to make you come back from wherever you were <laughs> so you could go for me because you are that unimportant and I am. I gave a you big like hot a two shot. or three year vacation. <laughs> and now I'm yeah. going to try and kill you again. <laughs> no, you got to do something. Yeah. So, yeah. So Harry's like, oh, yeah. So basically, again, that's where take. Because so it's interesting because he's only had the one interaction with Thomas. They buddied up for a little bit in book three. I mean, they talked at the party. And then went their separate ways. And then Thomas had to come back and buddy up a little bit because they stole Justine. He's like, I need help getting her back. I was going to do it myself, but I can't. And then, again, that was it. There was as soon as... Anyone who ever hired Harry for a case. And exactly, right? It's like, that apparently was enough. Oh, you guys were like chummy at a party. So, oh. I'll kill him. You didn't hate his guts and like kill him on sight. So, yeah, let's just... So really, if Harry Dresden has ever been a dick to you, he's saving your life. (laughs) <laughs> Potentially, like, yeah. He's making sure you don't get added to a roster. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> right? Just like that ultimate ploy, like, in the movies and things like that, where they're like, I don't care, go ahead and kill him. Because, you know, they're trying to pretend like it doesn't matter, so you can't use him as a pawn. Right. This is a Harry's cute little like, moment here when Harry's like, all right, so what did you guys decide? And Thomas is like, oh, ho, ho, I'm on the enemy team, didn't you know? Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you. Yeah. After they have this cool little buddy-buddy chit-chat and the whole... 
Which is funny, too, because he does say... Because Harry's like, how did you ditch the guy? And he's like, oh, I just introduced him to my sisters. Like, he's not going to be buying anyone for us. <laughs> so, like, while they're all, you know, we were joking about them all, like, meeting up at, like, coffee time. And, so, you know, and they're all like, where's George? Has anyone seen George? What happened to George? <laughs> <laughs> I had a little bit of a chuckle about that, of um, Harry's comment. Nice nice father figure. Him and, him and Bill Cosby. Mm. How, and I think uh, it's how funny this has aged. aged yeah. and, and it's like, well, yeah, it's, it's oddly enough... A yeah. little bit more appropriate now. Y- y- like, joke oh. still works. It's just on the other side of it. <laughs> <Yeah. now>. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Lucked out with that one. <laughs> I guess. So before Thomas fucks off, he's like, just so you know, even my dad is afraid of Ortega. Like the dude knows his shit well. He's been a heavy hitter for like six hundred years. And uh And he's not above cheating. Yeah, and he's like, you know, like the archive is the archive, but Ortega is Ortega. Like <laughs> Well, yeah, right. He's like Carrie's like, uh, well the archive will object to any cheating. He's like, it's only cheating if you get caught. Plus, right. you know, she can object all she wants. If you're dead, you're dead. Too late to and object. <laughs> exactly. They'll pay yeah. the reparations for killing you by cheating, and then that's that. You're gone. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, maybe she'll zap Ortega or whatever. I mean, but we said this in the last behold. episode, right? I was like, say what you want about whether or not Bianca or Harry won the fight. He's still alive and she isn't. Yeah. Right? Say what you want about whether or not Ortega's going to cheat at the duel. If Harry's the one fucking bleeding out on the battlefield, <laughs> it didn't really matter. It doesn't. Right. Yeah, right. And exactly. That's the price Ortega's willing to pay or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like you say, Harry's a lot more um, mortal than... It's going to take a... You know, much easier to kill Harry than Ortega. The, the There's stakes a lot of- are a lot uh, stacked heavily <laughs> against him. Which is funny because the stakes should be big. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, exactly right. He can... So, Yeah. He's like, and it's kind of funny, right? He's like, um, you know, Thomas is like, I'm not saying anything about anything. Like, I don't really care. I'm just here because I have to be, you know? I'm like, I don't really care if you get your ass kicked. But, you know, <laughs> it's like. I do like that he's he's like on on board enough to just be like, I just want to make sure it's a fair fight. Like, I'm not really going to help you, but. Yeah. I'm not, I mean. Well, like, yeah, I'm going to exactly make sure it's, right. it's okay. Yeah. He's, sorry. He, he doesn't mind seeing Harry kick Ortega's ass because he's like, I don't really like the guy or have any skin in the game that way anyways, you know, but exactly. But he's like, but I'm not going to like put myself in, you know, he's like, I'll give you the heads up. And that's kind of, you know, know who you're going up against kind of a thing as if Harry didn't already really. But, but yeah, exactly. But he's like, don't expect me to like, you know, jump in front and take a bullet for you like i don't like you that much kind of you know what i mean he's like i'll avoid participating as much as i can but yeah he's like basically yeah it's It's hard to be pragmatic and mm, fair and cautious seeing as how we know who thomas is in later books but technically he's quite suspicious right now he's like you know like why are you helping me and he's like life would be so unbearably dull if we had all the answers ta-ta bye-bye now (laughs) all right (laughs) it's like so suspicious and it's hard to be suspicious of thomas when it's like no i know you and i like you and i understand your motivations now but at the time of reading this book it's like i cannot remember back then like was i distrustful of him or was i just like thomas you're so fun do whatever you want even if this is just a play to kill harry i'm okay with it because you've got the dra- the drama and the flair I, I i feel like that was a little bit more me i don't think i was really reading a lot of super suspicious background into it i thought he was again just a little bit more of a, a fun character kind of thing and again right it's like You've got um, Mavra, who was all the big scary black cord, obviously. Definitely a bad guy. Definitely a bad guy, and not really a sense of humor. Like, she's not 
trading banter with it, you know? And then Bianca was, you know, she was a little bit, but she was so full of herself and so big on elevating herself that she was too full of herself to be really fun and have a lot of good, right? She was more trying to put him down rather than... She had some of the snark, but... Yeah, but but, not, right, you know, and, and Ortega and stuff like that, right? So part of me is just like, again, they don't have the same conflict um, as the other ones and stuff like that and I think it was just kind of like more of a fun twist for me that you're like oh you're kind of one of the bad guys but you're one of those bad guys that's kind of the friend that's kind of fun because you're not as big a monster as some of the other ones and And I think it's like a little bit ingrained into media too right when you read like uh, you know the Cabal series or you watch Buffy or you watch a million and one other things is like, yeah, vampires are the bad guys, but we all have like that one vampire friend that is cool. Okay, There's he's on our the side. Angel okay? or the like, Spike, right, like, or right. the Edward. Or, um, but you know exactly right. Pretty common trope for like one of the bad guys is actually cool. Has and like to be him, the right? good. Yeah, exactly right. And there's also that thing where when the main character really likes someone, you're like, like can't be that bad. Well, because, yeah, right? right. Because otherwise that inner monologue would be going. But I knew he was up to something. You know what I mean? And you're like, yeah, Harry doesn't give that vibe either. So you're like, oh, he well, must be. That and Thomas is quite delightfully eccentric, too. It, yeah, completely. Yeah, he can't hate him. Yeah. yeah. So, and then yeah. again, I don't remember at exactly what point, but I, 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 I remember at some point Butcher doing a thing where, again, like on the message board or something, where he was like, oh, who would you like to see more of? Like, you know, Murphy or Toot or like Thomas or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, definitely. I was like, I totally see more as you did. Totally see more Thomas because I think it was after just, like, book three or five or something like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it was, like, again... So I'm, like, even that part of me is just, like, again, you don't really necessarily... I mean, again, it could have been just totally a leading thing to see, but at the same time, it's almost like, well, if you're asking, like, if you're thinking about putting them in more, it also feels like, you know, you're not just setting them up to die in the next book or something. You well, know what you I mean? Know, yeah. Like, who knows? You could have been. Well, butcher, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was one of those things, too, where I was Ooh, just, like... 95% of people like this guy. Gotta go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you all voted for uh-huh. You have been voted That's off a shame. of the <laughs> Wouldn't that be awful if he just fell down the stairs? Uh, but, yeah. So, so yeah. Shiro is uh, patiently waiting for his turn to talk to Harry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, because Kane buggered off right away, too. He didn't stick around and chat. Yeah, or, he or, just peaced out. Bye. Yeah. Or, or I don't t- give a fuck about you or anything that you do. <laughs> yeah, right. Nothing. He was like, and Ortega just had one parting shot and gone. So yeah, I guess a little chit chat with the Thomas and then, then Shiro and all his worldly wisdom. That <laughs> and he's like, you know, he intends to kill you. And he's like, everybody keeps fucking saying that. I'm like, I don't, don't know. Say. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, Thomas is like, you know, he's going to kill you. <laughs> Like, I figured it out, because Ortega's like, you know I'm going to kill you. <laughs> it's like... Heard it three times, man. Three oh, times. I so know. Shiro here is also, like, got some... The insider scoop. And he's like, just so you know, like, you didn't start the war. And, like, not like, okay, like, you got tricked into starting it. No. The Reds have been mobilizing this for years. They were just waiting for one guy to pin it all on. Yeah. It's like, they had all their men already stationed across the world ready to do this. Like, you like, think that that was just, like, just just because? Like, just happened to... It just happened yeah. to be that they were just instantly ready to go to war day one? Because it's true, like, after Harry burned down the house and stuff like that, that book ends with, like, a summary of the next few months. Like, yeah. the war starts, Shit starts right happening. the fuck away, right? Yeah. Like, it was instantaneously. And, yeah, like, being all over the world with Supernaturals is one thing, but being all over the world with, like... Local conflict. Unilateral? Yeah. Force all working together like that when you've got this supernatural body that 
for all intents and purposes, should not be working together, right? If you're a supernatural baddie, I wouldn't understand why you'd be pledging your allegiance to a king, because it's like, I'm gonna live for 600 years. I don't need a government. I'll do whatever the hell I want. If I get arrested... We're all gonna be king. If I'm gonna get arrested at, like, some stupid pub for bar fighting, I'll just, like, eat the cop and walk out, right? I don't need a king to be, like, partitioning for my diplomatic immunity or anything like that. Like... (laughs) So, yeah, the fact that they... Excuse me, do you know who I am in the Red Court? The fact that... (laughs) All of the supernatural factions are able to create this government within themselves is quite impressive, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Even, like, the fairies make sense, because, like, the power is just... With the queen. Yeah, like, that's just a thing already, right? Like, I can understand why, like, the regular fairies are like, well, that's just in place already. And even the kings have been... the, the, The vampire kings have been alive so long, that's how they've amassed their amount of power. But I would think if I was just some regular Joe Blow vampire, I would totally be like, yeah, fuck that Ortega guy. Why would I listen to him? If I want to turn a vampire, I'll do whatever the fuck I want. You can't stop me. Like, So it is an interesting point because, I mean, like you see, with the fairies, they have the whole being in charge of sort of the natural world and things like that, too, is how we view and put them. So you're right. There there needs to be that balance of power in certain ways. Um, with the vampires, I think it is interesting that, I mean, again, it comes down to how and what and why they... Right, like what level of right? So, what makes a lackey? Is it just a dumb person that wasn't really gonna, you know, be a genius in life anyways. anyways? That is like, hey, I made you. You can just like follow me around and think I'm super cool, or is it part of, you know, how much they they choose to turn? You know what I mean? Like, can you make somebody like like the Renfield then nurture the, versus nature? Were you a vampire that was always capable of becoming a king, or were you always meant to be a lackey, no matter how supernaturally badass you got? <laughs> well, yeah, partly, like, you know what I mean? Or exactly. Once a sheep, always how, a sheep, how even much, with the yeah, never-ending power. How much power do you imbue when you turn somebody, right? Do you have a call on how, who turned you? Y- you know, and all this kind of stuff, right? Like, I don't know how much, say, they have, right, when Ortega makes... Because, again, obviously, he does have varying levels Do you of, decide I will turn you into a level 1 zombie or a level 10 zombie at my will? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And exactly, is it pure, you know, ambition and long, you know, you manage to survive then inevitably you're gonna... <laughs> They've got a set of dice, they roll it. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, you're stuck with that, buddy. It is uh, wondering too because obviously Bianca was very capable before she went into government, right? Like yeah. she was running a business, she was a savvy businesswoman and again, you know, if yeah. you're a vampire and you live forever, you should be savvy with your business expenses, okay? Like there's that like one yeah, Tumblr, Tumblr post or something like that. That it's like if you've been alive for six hundred years and you're still broke, just step out into the sun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah like, right. you had your time to try, right? Yeah, like, yeah. obviously, to a certain degree, every supernatural being should have amassed some sort of power or wealth well, or whatever, yes. given all the amount of time they've got to do it. But that being said, why would they? If you don't need to, you know, well, again, pay what taxes, do you need money, or eat for? anything, yeah, exactly, or whatever. It's you like just take what you want, so right, like. What do you, yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, if I was, oh, what I was, was going to say to that is, so yeah, depending on how much they just, but he does talk about, like, a few rogues and things like that, right? So, well, this is what Otega's complaining about, is that yeah. Otega's like, there's there's becoming too many rogues. So, we can't I was going to say, so that must be where you're talking about, where you just get vampires that are like, fuck you, I don't need to, I don't need to. But that's what I'm wondering, is know, like, like, that's what makes it so impressive, that, that they're able to still keep enough for a war, that not enough have defected and been like, what the fuck are we even doing this for? Enough of them are like, I do want to fight in a war. Everybody I'm likes to have a purpose. They want to <laughs> Let's go do this thing, right? Like, and obviously, you know, in terms of the book, it just makes it so much easier on us that Jim Butcher has given mm-hmm. us a label for every single person. There yeah. are essentially no 
nomads, right? I was like, all the... Everyone has a faction somewhere. Everyone has a faction somewhere, you know? Like, even if we're looking at... You got the job. We haven't met him yet, but we'll meet this guy, like, Goodman Gray, or we've got King Cade, or whatever like that, where they're, like, the closest thing we have to their own loose party. And we still, they sign up with the other groups all the time that you can still kind of always put them in a bubble with everyone else, right? you know, it does kind of make sense, too, because you have, say, the wizards, right? Which, again, being humans, they're naturally going to follow more human mentalities of organizing themselves into whatever, right? They are... That one makes sense. Okay, yeah, but then it means if you want to defeat a global organization, you're going to have to be a global organization. So you're going to have to convince your fellow vampires, if we don't band together, we're never taking these guys out. See, and that one would make sense as well, too, because... I could understand fully the van or the monsters all Having being to work like together against. Ooh, like they started this thing called government. We need that too now. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they're doing, but like, yeah. Uh, what's the sort of thing where I don't know if it came up in the Dresden Files or if it's another series, but it was like humans became such a fucking like problem overnight. There was just so many of them that like human culture started to bleed into the monster culture. <laughs> Oh, or it's I like, they like to good. believe that they're just so like, well, we're better than all of you. But it's like, you stole all of our customs and ideas of like society and government <laughs> and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, you modeled yourself after the humans. I don't remember where it's from, but it was like some sort of fantasy thing where it was like, yeah, everyone likes to think that the humans are like the weakest one, but we all just do exactly what they do all the time because there's just so many of them that it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. By simple numbers game alone. I was going to say, I feel like Jessen has touched on part of that, on, like, why yeah. humans are scarier, but not that exact sort of model that you're talking about. Right. But, but yeah. It's just interesting to me, like, yeah, it works well that there are factions, because then you can have a war, and you can have all these, like, well, there's the white court, and there's the red court, and there's the black court, and there's apparently a jade court, and also <laughs> there's uh, the white council, <laughs> and there's yeah. also... Uh, it makes it easier for us to be able to have all these different things. It just is curious to me at some point. Well, I think some say, of these right, like, should be like, why? Why? This is yeah. Why? Why, why do you care so much? Impose human <laughs> concepts and ideas on non-human things or whatever you know. But well, and I kind of wonder if um, Ortega is if, if this is a tactic and there there really isn't something going on because if they're mobilized already and they've been sort of just like playing this game of oh no there's rogue vampires and we have to do something about it or like well i think shiro addresses some of this because harry you know he's like as much as you want to take the blame for this because that's just kind of who you are he's like exactly right like there's no way they could have and harry's like well why do they want to stop it then and and shiro's like it's too soon like, they were intending to have this war and gang up, but they didn't want to have it right here, right now. Some people jumped on this opportunity, and other people are like, no. So he's like, there there definitely is a, is a ploy there of, of what and how it's going to work, but um, not everybody is in agreement on whether now's the time to execute the plan or whatever, right? So that's kind of why they're, they're fudging with this part right here. So Shiro confirms that they started attacking within days mm-hmm. of Harry burning down the place. And he's like, if they didn't want to go to war, why sh- why is Ortega trying so hard to stop it now? Because this this is essentially what Ortega's doing. He's come to Harry and said, like, your death will stop the entire war just like that. Which is a huge, like, Harry, you're not that important. You did kill Bianca, but, like, Bianca wasn't that important either. If they're at war, who cares about, like, if Franz Ferdinand gets dead, right? Like, the rest, <laughs> bringing him back wouldn't stop anything else, okay? Like, the yeah. shit was going down anyways, yeah. right? Maybe that's what started the spark, but no offense, friends. <laughs> but, you know, your death as you were a trooper that whole day. You really tried to avoid it. <laughs> However, <laughs> when you've got eight assassins on your ass, that war is happening one way or another. <laughs> yeah. 
so that's the thing about Shiro is basically like, listen, like, you think Ortega's trying to stop it now? Like, why would they do that if they wanted to be at war? If they wanted to, if they never wanted to go to war in the first place, they wouldn't have done it in the first place. With the um, exception that you kicked it off a little bit too quickly. Right. Well, that's it. And, and Shiro's like, you know, they, the Ortegas and things like that of the world, they wanted it to be more like a boom, surprise, one fell swoop, knock everybody out. Um, they didn't know, want a war. Confirm, confirm victory kind of a thing. Sneak you know, in assured, from the bottom and top them over. Yeah, assured victory kind of thing. Exactly. And then now they're like, a bunch of people are like, well, hey, this is a great excuse and we have, we're almost ready to go. We might as well. And, but exactly because they didn't get quite the surprise attack or whatever that they were initially, they were, didn't have everything perfectly in place, is the wizards have had a chance to rally and fight back kind of a thing. And that's why they're like, no, 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 before we get decimated, or worse, they're like, we, we, we want to stop this until we can for sure build up our troops that little bit more, get all of our booby traps in place and blah, 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 so that... You know, again, avoid that fair fight kind of a thing, right? So, it, like, it does kind of make sense, but at the same time, it's like you kind of see it from the other side too, where you're like, I. Mm, but it, it does add like a very definite, interesting layer to it. That, well, you, you know, because at first we're just like, oh, okay, yeah, Harry pissed someone off and started. But you're like, actually, yeah, this makes sense. Like, why was this big, huge war ready to go so already? And the war started in October of two thousand and one. That's when, you know, the, the, the party happened. Grave was Peril October 2001, right? That was when Grave Peril was. And we are in February 2003. So it's been only a little over a year, year of fighting. Or whatever, yeah. And, yeah, they weren't expecting a year-long war. And they're like, you know what? Our one big fell swoop has now been stretched over a year. We need time to retreat and... Reorganize. Reorganize, yeah. right? But obviously you can't come out and say that because then mm -hmm. the wizards are going to move in and stomp the shit out of you, right? Mm -hmm. So instead it's like, listen, Harry, you, you don't let, want Let war. us be the bigger man. Let her, let, let's, we're going to offer a, yeah. a, an olive I was branch like, You here. know <laughs> that you started this shit. Fucking Gas give up lighter. your life and let's just lay this down to rest, okay? Like, be the bigger man. You know you did this. Fucking, yeah. come on, pay the dues. And while Harry doesn't really want to, of course, but at the same time, there's that part of him You're that is guys. like, it is He's all no my fault. To... I did start this. And Shiro's like, no, you <laughs> fucking idiot. It's not. Basically calls him arrogant. Like, he in, does. His own, in his own way, for like, just, just stop. It's, it's just stop. Just look at it. Like, stop. Well, yeah, he <laughs> said, because he says that about the. The um the, the council or whatever, yeah. Because yeah. he's like, how else were they ready to start their attacks in Europe only days after you defeated Bianca? And Harry's like, no, that's not how it is. I mean, damn near everyone I've spoken to on the council. And he's like, snorts. He's like, the council, arrogant, as if nothing significant can happen unless it was a wizard. You know, and so basically he is saying that about Harry too. He's like, you are just as arrogant because you think you're top shit. Like, really? You're, friends for, you're that important that the whole world is going to war over you, Mr. Dresden? Like... And Harry's like, well, I guess when you put it that way, <laughs> you know, and it, he's like, he's like, for somebody that isn't part of it, you know, he has a pretty, and again, right, Shiro's quite, Shiro's not the, the, look at me, look at me, look at me, right, but he knows, right, it's like, he has, and again, we have to remember, like, he's like, I've done all these duels, I'm like, Shiro's not 600 years old, Shiro is a mortal man, mm -hmm. right, and he's a few years older than, than, he's, I can't remember if they said, I want to say he's in his 70s, I don't know if they yeah, specified that in the, 70s, but I, I don't, yeah I, yeah, I don't remember if that's impression or whether they actually ate, give him any, but you know, 
right? Again, he trained Michael, he's three years older, blah, 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 the things he's gone through, right? So you're like, you have to remember that he's found all this information and had all these encounters in his lifetime, in his span here. And he just, he pays attention. He learns, he watches, he listens, right? So the Knights aren't part of the White Council, but Harry's like, he's got a pretty good finger on the pulse kind of a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's got a pretty good finger on the pulse of how these vampires work and what they're about. And, and again... Harry, you know, he's been a little bit busy with all of this because he is very involved in it, but he never stopped to take a moment and realize, like, oh, yeah, look look what all other preparations had to have been there already for this to happen, you know? Like, and it's like, Shira's like, well, no, there's this, and there's this, and there's this. And it's like, Shira throws in a really excellent point, too. He's like, you're not going up uh, a, a 21st century man. You're going against, like, if you're going to go against, like, Genghis Khan or like Cortez or like like men who were living in a world where like you just literally killed and burned everything in sight to get your way right everything was defeat and conquest or conquer and divide and whatever da 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 imagine that's your childhood in that kind of much more savage world of way back when right just kept going with that the only thing now is you have better toys to make that easier Mm -hmm. you know he's like now you can you know drive a tank through town instead of having a Right, right. So it is is just something else to keep in mind is that like, oh, yeah, right. This most of these monsters have been around for like an age of humanity that we can not relate to. We're we're separated from it, you know, like, sure, it's all human history. And it's not like I'm like, oh, there's nothing to do with like 2000 years ago. But like Spartans, we are not. (laughs) Well, and, and this is the whole thing about civilization and society and government. It's like, no, you cannot just walk out your front door and punch out everybody. And there's a way to handle taught war tactics. You know, yeah, we are are not a sort of brutal society in that way. specialize it in history. Well, even like you hear funny stories about America all the time. Well, I mean, obviously in other places in the world, but as Canadians, we make fun of America the most. (laughs) (laughs) Is that like, you always see stuff like, oh, like way back when in this tiny little town of 30 people they only had two cars and they decided to make them crash into each other to see what would happen and 47 people died that day it's like <laughs> you can just do whatever you want or there wasn't any laws yet like yeah right so it's like it's funny to think back then it was like only like 100 and 200 years ago when people were just like bored out of their minds like let's just all decide to die today let's just go to a stadium and see what happens if we all just like drink bleach why not <laughs> let's just do that today yeah and everyone just went and did that like whereas well, nowadays we're all like no, I no no children <laughs> Even all you adults, just stay in line. Don't do anything. Don't hurt each other. Don't make dumb decisions. Well, because we can share information on a level, right? I mean, that's part of it is is that you were your own secluded little... So you had to do everything for yourself to learn it. Now we can be like, oh, wait, 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 wait. You guys on the other side of Canada, we did that over here. Bad idea. Don't do it. Take our word for it. You do not... You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's that thing, too, that as the world has grown... Thanks, and- Archive. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. You know octopuses? Octopi? Um, octopuses? We are not raised by parents or anything like that. Every They're octopus just, just has to figure it out on themselves. And that's why they think that's the reason that like, octopuses aren't more advanced, because they're already so highly intelligent that think the only reason that they haven't gotten more advanced is because they don't have a they're parent. Not sharing they're not sharing information. They're not sharing information among each other. They all stay so cl- secluded that they have to figure it all out themselves each and every time. So they're only at step one all and the time. And they don't live... That's crazy. They don't live crazy long lifespans. They've kind of got, like, a human lifespan, and, like... 
Hmm. You know, 80 years is kind of their max out, generally speaking. So that's why they think, like, that's the only reason that octopuses haven't gone further is because they're constantly rediscovering things. They've got to redo it. They've got to reinvent the wheel every time. That's crazy because, like, um, again, watching, like, the documentary thingies right and they're like killer whales you know and they're like that's like the matriarch's job is she teaches all of her kids and all of her grandkids and all of until she can't anymore and then it's like the next you know you can see like oh the granddaughter here is getting you know she's going to be the next whatever right and they learn so exactly they're like this is the best fishing spot oh we learned how and and again how different whales in different environments have learned different methods and they're like normally beaching yourself really bad idea and i forget where it is but some tropics kind of a place i'm like this and again it's not all of them but it's this family grouping of them they're like they learn that if they if they do it right you can smoosh up on on beach and come back and you know and they're like there's a way if you do it carefully where you can nine times out of ten get yourself unbeached again and blah 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 and like oh you know how to open the you know and i'm like it's crazy right where you're like exactly like these guys are super successful and have great because they know all this stuff and they teach them all how to do this right and these other ones live somewhere else and they have no clue they could never hunt that way because nobody tried it that way and discovered it worked and they're not teaching you know and it's like Mm -hmm. so weird how much some of it is like yeah learn and and enhance and others are like yeah just figure it out for yourself bitch yeah, that whole nurture versus uh, nature. I love the story about how Shiro accidentally became Is it a not the best because of Elvis. Is it not the best? <laughs> he must have been dying when Thomas walked in. <laughs> <laughs> He's so mature, much more mature than that now. He really relays this anecdote of an elephant and three blind men and explains spirit spiritual spiritually he cannot see the whole picture. And is blind and limited, but he's he's basically he's true to his heart. So that's all that that matters. Like, yeah, which is sort of. I mean, he's like, yeah, I get it. You're, but he's like, we're just all trying to give you a little bit more of that picture. Like, you've taken your rope or your trunk, and you're you know doing what you think is. But yeah, just a heads up that there is a little bit more of the picture, and you can probably be a bit more effective if you get the rest of it right. Um, and he's like the only, cause yeah, he's like the only reason Ortega's doing it this way is not just to be nice and be civilized. He's like, if he's being nice and civilized, he's like, that's the only way he figures he can get to you. Right. So it's like, yeah, you know, like everyone keeps telling you he's going to kill you. He's going to kill you. He's going to kill you. You know, it's like, yeah, you know that part of it, but you need to be thinking bigger picture and more outside and why, and why is he coming at you this way? Right. Why didn't he try another bomb in a pizza box or whatever? Right. So he's like, you know, he's like, regardless of what happens in this duel, he's like, he intends to see you dead, whether before, after, during, no matter what, whatever. No one's gonna come doesn't. out of that. Yeah, unscathed. Um, so eventually, Shiro goes. Mac closes up the bar, and he goes, and Harry's all alone, and he tucks himself <laughs> into a corner because he's like to avoid any embarrassing drive-by shootings. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how awkward. When you've shadows. got vampires and uh, denarians and mobsters all gunning for you, and then it's just a random drive-by, that would be embarrassing. <laughs> that would be embarrassing, especially since you just had a very public meeting with a couple of these factions, and you've now spent like half an hour in the parking lot talking to a white court, a red court, a mercenary, a, a knight of the cross. Like, you could have taken out a lot of players here. Yeah. Like, there's any number of, of, you know... I would say, if someone had just blown up Max. <laughs> right? It's courted neutral territory, man. We don't go for that shit around here. Mm-hmm. Right. 
but that's Serious Max. Like that's why the sign is up. <laughs> Do not fucking bomb my bar. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. It's like, but now that I'm by myself, now someone might like, come by and try. And right. just, I'm, just, I'm just gonna lurk. Because it's true, here. nobody wants to pick a fight with Ortega or with the uh, White Court or with uh, the Knights of the Cross and God Himself. Yeah. But Harry, <laughs> he's barely claimed by the White Council. That's almost a man on his own. <laughs> right. It's fair game. Yeah, it is fair game. But it's okay, because eventually his ride shows up. Yes, a limo. The lovely Susan Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Exquisitely dressed in evening attire, and Harry most definitely approves. <laughs> most definitely. Right. The driver, Martin. Who's Martin? <laughs> he takes, yeah, he's so, I mean, first he's so busy goggling over, but it's not really until he like, gets out and starts putting his chunk, and he's like, wow, that the only thing this guy had to do to blend in was, like, put on a hat. You know, and he's like, he's just that bland and that unnoticeable that literally that was all it took him to sort of disguise, and I totally didn't even realize that was him at first, you know? It's like, it's like Amber in the bar yesterday. Every time she put on that coat, I was like, who are you? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, so he does so, bring out a, a tux for Harry, and and Dresden and Susan just start the flirting. Like, like hardcore <laughs> heavy. <laughs> well, I mean, what would you do if you'd sort of just kind of broken up with the person you didn't really want it, and then you're like, here, get naked in the car. <laughs> I'm like, I guess. <laughs> do I, I get mean, to look? It'll cost you extra. <laughs> I was going to say, just give so many opportunities <laughs> with the whole... You know, is it my size? And well, I had to guess, but you know. Like, <laughs> so he fills her on on sort of what's going on so far and figures since, you know, this is the sale of the shroud, they're going to go check out. Chances are some more of the big nasty demon guys are going to take a chance. chance. And, you know, the fact that you're on Marcone's playing ground is just, you know, one more added fun. <laughs> Right? So she's like, well, what do we do? And he's basically like, we will run away. Right. <laughs> like, these guys suck big time, so yeah. you yeah. will... I did like that line. If anything gets ugly, we'll, we'll take the be- the best part of Valor. Um, just so you guys know, that does come from a Shakespeare play. Um, Henry the Fourth, Part 1, Act 5, Scene 4. Or if you're Jess, Henry the Ivy. <laughs> but, but it's it's spoken by Shakespeare's popular knights, uh, Sir John Falstaff, who appears in no fewer than four of his plays. The better part of valor is discretion, in which the, the better part I have saved my life. Yes. The funny so. thing about that is that, you know, obviously Henry Ivy, or that is... <laughs> Uh, Henry the Fourth, I mean. part one, yeah. So Henry I V, part one and part two, and then Henry V, part one and part two, right? Mm-hmm. Is like a double. It's four plays, but one story that just spreads out, right? So that's why Falstaff gets it to be in four plays, right? Because mm-hmm. it spreads out between four. It's just still the one story. It doesn't get to pop up in like not that The Merchant cool. of Venice, wanna, and then over know. Romeo and Juliet. It's like, no, that should have nothing to do with each other. He's just. You know that those four plays though, like every single character in it is named Henry. So one goes by Hal, and one goes by Henry, and one goes by Harry, because it's just like <laughs> Hal and Hank and Harry and Henry and hullabaloo. So long story short on that one, the line basically means that if you're going to be fool, uh, that you would be foolish to act like a hero if it's going to if it's going to disadvantage you, and it's better to stop yourself in action. Uh, Run away, live to die another day, and uh, just, yeah, go on with it. So 
Um, yeah, they're really just walking into like a mess. Like there could be thieves there. Mark Mar- Marcone is a complete wild card at this point. We don't know what the hell is going on with him. Like really. Well, yeah, right. All he knows is that he got kind of shot at yesterday morning. Yeah, but again, he doesn't know what that's in connection uh-huh. to. If it's to this or something else, is Marcone just hosting the event and being like a middleman? Or does he know? how much is he involved? How, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Who? And again, right. You just know that Marcone's buddies right there. Who's going to be at this thing? <laughs> Plus, start bringing in demons and whatever, and blah 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 blah. So yeah, he's 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 the Bruce Lee of fun. It's just it's it's gonna be a good night. And then she scolds him for wrinkling the tux that he's trying to put on on the car. <laughs> like he's seven feet tall. Like even if this is a stretch limo, I'm like, uh, yeah, come on, the, not they're not tall. Though. They're not. This, he's not standing. <laughs> Basically, if you sit, it's gonna wrinkle. It's gonna. I know. I know. Yeah. But well, and I, I like how his bond is Roger Moore too. That's when he references. It's kind of like, who's your doctor who? Is it like the first doctor or the 10th doctor or the... Uh, yeah. It's like, who, who's Bond? your James Bond? And it was like, yeah, his is Roger Moore. Uh, which I can relate Bosman to. Uh, th- yeah. Personally. It will, yeah. I was like, technically, I'm of the Roger Moore generation too, and it would be, but I'm like, no. The world is all about Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. I have not watched enough of the 007, unfortunately. Well, this is the thing about Doctor Who and Pierce uh, uh, Brosnan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, what is his fucking, what's the other thing called? Yeah. Bond. James Bond. That's the fun thing about James Bond and or Doctor Who and other iterations of it is that you don't necessarily have to watch it all. You see the one and you're like, all right, I guess that might as well be my team. Like most people's sports teams. Yeah. I will fight for the Calgary Flames for the rest of my life because this is where I live. And if I move anywhere else, I'm still Calgary Flames. But I'm only Calgary Flames because I lived here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, you know, go through a roster and decide who I liked best. <laughs> Yeah, she probably couldn't name half the other teams that are in the, but, you know. The Oilers are the, number one mortal enemy. Yeah, and that's all you need to know. And I know that the Calgary Flames were originally the Seattle Flames. Do, do, do. And MacGyver likes them. Good job, MacGyver. Yeah, the yeah. original MacGyver. I don't know about the new MacGyver, but the original MacGyver, he's sneaking around one day in the thing, and he sees, like, a newspaper, and he's like, oh, it's like the Flames lost again? And then goes on about his business. So I was like, ha-ha, <laughs> MacGyver likes the Flames. <laughs> uh-huh. So, so the two do end up flirting a little bit more, and then while well, Dresden is getting into the text, and then Susan finally notices his coat. Is this, what happened to your leather coat? Yeah, wait a second. Uh, uh, asking shut up, Susan. Nothing. I wear other things sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> God gave it to me, and I haven't taken it off since. It means nothing. You, you haven't you haven't been here in like a year, okay? You don't know what I wear every day. Yeah, I've got a new <laughs> style. I was just wearing that yesterday like, to make you feel better. Okay? Yeah, I just want to show you still had it, but you <laughs> yeah. know, you don't ruin my life. God, Ugh. Susan. Right. It's not like this uh-huh. is part of my identity or anything. Who is a man without his coat? The measure Co- of his hey, coat as is pa- the man. As Mark Twain said, clothes make the man. Naked people have little to no influence on society. Tell that to the emperor. They did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was our 100th episode. Thank you so much for like following us up to this point, and we're going to get you at least another 100. It's, it's too bad that the chapter itself maybe wasn't the more interesting, although we did have a few good talking points, but we're going to do some super cool, fun stuff. So that's... Next episode. Next episode. We will is be announcing the winners. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, always the winners. I was like, yeah. you're not telling them until I'm like, this is the... Yeah. 
so yeah, go like stuff and visit stuff and come say hi and and Twitter and and stuff like that and 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 things might exactly. happen for you. All of the above. Yeah, I actually did finally reply to all the DMs. So woo woo. Hey, you can message me again, and I will get back to it in the next six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just because you had to acknowledge them? You mean it was full because of all the ones you had? <laughs> Social media doesn't get full. So guys, you have like a couple of more days. To like and retweet and discord and do your stuff thing and things do your thing. and yeah and and maybe we'll send you something cool and honestly like if you haven't checked it out yet like we have a small social media following okay like you're not in competition with thousands and thousands of people okay like yeah it's like maybe it's, two dozen people for a competition maybe four dozen in the discord or something I was gonna like say, that yeah, like, you have actually pretty good odds like, the statistics like, are with you we're like, not yes. We're this not, not a very lottery. popular podcast. This isn't like our million follower giveaway. It's just because we hit 100 episodes and we're excited about it, okay? Yeah. We're still not, you But know. I mean, if y'all want to jump on board and we suddenly have a million followers, then we'll give you something for that, too. <laughs> yeah. yes, There's a recruitment bonus. But, yeah. <laughs> Tell 10 friends you listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if if Jim Butcher tweets, we're just going to give you a mug, okay? We're just going to give you one. Yeah, there yeah. you go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you figure out how to get Jim Butcher to acknowledge us, <laughs> we'll acknowledge you. <laughs> We'll send a free mug to Jim and to you. <laughs> okay, it's a win-win. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very excited. Very cool. Super. Good job, guys. Good job, yeah. guys. And oh, the other flip side I was going to say to that is that because we're kind of a smaller group, too, it's fun. Come hang out in the Discord. There's actually some really good... You don't have to be intimidated. You don't have to lurk. You don't have to... It's no, all just... It is fun there, crazy. right? It is fun. And we talk about all kinds of stuff and everybody's pretty cool and we don't care whatever you have to say. Come yeah, and a few different it. channels it's, for you to, to yeah, surf in there. Yeah, there's, there's different stuff you can... It's, it's just like a fun little friend group. This concludes our episode 10.16, A Snake, a Tree, and a Rope Walk into a Bar. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanellies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep that magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs>